Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource, where we uncover the amazing resources available to help you on your holistic health journey and hopefully help you prevent issues before they arise. Hello, welcome back to this next episode of the Kumbaya Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Today, we're going to do the second part of the um, postpartum healing series. And I just want to recap a little bit. So we are talking about the fourth trimester. So that is the first three months after having a baby. It is a hugely transformative time for the birthing person, both mentally and physically and emotionally, and the whole um, family in general and the society, right? But we have this societal shame and taboo around our pelvic floor, so we don't talk about it and what it needs, and we don't honor it, and we have this bounce-back culture that really pushes us to just try to get back to life as we know it and life and body as we know it before pregnancy as quickly as possible. And what we know is that you know, we're talking about the physical transformation that a birthing person takes during that pregnancy time and after childbirth, well, it really, pregnancy and childbirth really has a profound effect on the pelvic floor. This is the time in that person's life that they're more vulnerable to pelvic floor dysfunction and to changes that will set up maybe negative things in the future. So we really need to honor this time to focus on its healing and giving our body what it needs And I kind of talked some of those big picture topics in the last episode. So if you haven't listened yet, check it out. But for today, we're going to dive right in. What are my top 10 holistic postpartum, early postpartum healing tips? And I'm so excited to share these with you guys. It is something, these are all things that either I have learned about professionally as a pelvic physical therapist or things that I learned along the way with both of my pregnancies and my, you know, childbirth experiences. And um, I do want to say that none of this is medical advice. So if you haven't done any of these things before, or you're questioning something, speak with your healthcare provider, speak with your physical therapist, um, consult with the people that are close to you that are handling and helping you with your care for sure. So. Number one, I cannot say it enough, is sleep. Sleep and continuous sleep, I should say, is super hard to come by in those early weeks. So just know that, honor that whenever your body feels like it needs to rest. In the beginning, you're just going to be tired all the time. But even at the three-month mark and six months when you, you feel like, okay, I'm coming up for air, things are good, you still honor. If your body is tired, rest. If you need sleep, sleep. And so getting your partner on board with that, um, however, that's going to look with how you manage feedings and baby time and whatnot is individual for each family, but just prioritizing sleep has got to happen because tissue recovery, tissue repair at a cellular level needs sleep. So number two, adequate hydration and super healthy nutrition. Adequate hydration specifics, we need to be having at least half of our body weight in ounces of water every day. 
So when you're breastfeeding, that level goes up even more. So just be aware of that, that you really need to be drinking a ton of water. And in the beginning, you will probably be ravenous for water. I remember I've never, ever, ever been so thirsty, but the baby would latch. And all of a sudden, I just, it was like I was in a desert and I like, she was just sucking all the water out of my body. And I would get this like ravenous feeling like, but for water and not for food. And it was so funny because my poor husband, I'd be like, hello, can you get me some water? Because um, you're kind of trapped under this nursing baby and you, you don't have water within reach. So um, what I tell people and I coach people to say, you know, get multiple containers of water, have them always filled, your partner can help so that whatever surface you sit to nurse at, you have water there ready. So that way you don't forget it and you can just take a chug and, and just stay hydrated as the baby's drinking it right out. <laughs> um, super healthy nutrition is important as well. So here I, I jumped right into it and couldn't help but talk about it a little bit in the last episode, but I really talk about um, eating the colors of the rainbow and by way of fruits and vegetables. So try to make it a game with your kids too is always um, beneficial that everyone should be eating all the colors of the rainbow as much as you can every day. Um, you want to have whole grains and whole foods. Um, so whole grains like quinoa and brown rice and um, uh, whole wheat pasta, if you eat that, and then um, healthy fats. So healthy fats would be your avocados, your nut butters, your seeds, um, your legumes, things like, not legumes, that, that's really like a fiber, but um, olive oil, coconut oil, things like that. It really is very super helpful. Um, and other things that I tried more with the, oh, sorry, and then protein, I knew I was beginning something. So protein, um, however you get your protein. So that could be your legumes, that could be, um, you know, black beans and rice together, however you do it if you're vegan, but um, whatever's in alignment with your family's diet, just know you really do want to have a good amount of protein intake for your postpartum healing. Now, some things I tried with my second pregnancy, which I do think I felt better and made an, a difference was bone broth, um, collagen, and eating more eggs. I didn't do that um, intentionally after my first child was born, um, but also red raspberry leaf tea. I actually recommend that in second and third trimester as well of pregnancy, but um, you can have a few cups a day of that red raspberry tea. It's really good for the uterus, um, for healing, and side note, when you're um, menstruating again, that's when I drink red raspberry tea. Just, it's so good for the uterus. So it's really good at that time of the month as well. Ice. So I'm sure whoever you're working with as a provider will tell you to ice, but I'm just going to say it again because it really helps, especially in that immediate, immediate first day, even first hours postpartum. So if it's a C-section scar, you want to put an ice pack on your lower abdomen, or if you're um, putting ice packs in your underwear, you have the, the hospital and the, and the home birth midwives will usually have you order a packet of these like ice packs, but you just break them and then it gets cold. It's not actual ice. Those can go in your undies. If you're using one of those packs that you break, that you can keep on until it gets warm. No problem. If you're using actual ice, then I recommend making sure you have something between the ice and your skin, like a pillowcase or a sheet or something. Um, but you also want to take a break from the ice every eight to 10 minutes. You don't wanna keep the ice on for a super long time if it's actual ice chips or ice cubes or something, right? 
Um, number four, massaging your lower abdomen. This is key. It does not feel super good, I would have to say. In the beginning, I remember hating it the first couple of days, <laughs> but I was dutiful and I did it like I was told. And I really, really do think it helped. So now I incorporate that in my care and I, I help other women know about this as well, that it really helps the uterus um, shrink and get back down to size. So the trick is before you get up from a surface, you try to massage your uterus. So if you're sitting and nursing, baby's burped, everything's good, you're about to get up just for a couple of seconds or even a minute or two, just massage from your belly button down to your pubic bone, like just that lower abdomen. And that will help again with that uterine healing. Even if you go sit on the toilet before you stand up from the toilet, just anytime before you change position is a really good time to remember to, to massage. Number five, organic sits bath herbs um, are a game changer. You wanna make sure that you have calendula in them and that really, really helps with healing. You could put it into the bath like the directions can tell you, but what I would say is brew the tea and then keep that container of tea in the fridge. And then you take your little peri bottle and you fill it half with the sits bath herb tea and then half of water and keep that by the toilet. And then anytime you go to the bathroom, doesn't matter if it's, you know, pure poop or whatever, um, you can spray front, back, all around with that sits bath herb liquid and it helps healing so, so much. Um, perineal healing, hemorrhoids, you name it, it's, it works golden, especially if you make sure that it has calendula in it. So now, Number six, again, not medical advice, so check with whomever you work with, but I'm a believer in homeopathics. They're very safe for pregnancy and for breastfeeding. So Arnica Montana 30C and Bryonia 6C, and I'll have those listed out. So if you're not sure about how to spell them and such, I'll have those in the show notes. Um, that is what I took for pain postpartum. I didn't have anything else for pain. And even now, since I'm still breastfeeding my little one, I don't take any Advil, Tylenol, any of that stuff. If I have a headache, if I have a backache, or I have a, you know, sore from a workout, I take Arnica usually or Bryonia for, it helps with inflammation. It helps with muscle aches, it helps with healing, and it works wonders. I think, um, so you take like five pellets at a time. And I think they say to take five pellets, like every two hours, but initially postpartum, I took it like every 15 minutes. So it, it doesn't, it can't, you can't overdose on it. So, um, but again, not medical advice, check with your provider. Number seven, I would say this is a, this is a game changer and it's very important considering how much your body changes in this time, going from very, very pregnant to not pregnant anymore. And that is being intentional and conscious of your posture and your body mechanics. So I'll give you some um, tips that I give now. And one is to exhale with exertion. So that really helps your core stabilizing system get back online. It helps your body just be more stable as you're changing position because it has gone through this major shift, right? And um, so what that looks like is as you're standing up from a chair, just make sure you're not holding your breath and you're exhaling, you're breathing out as you're moving. When you're lifting your baby up, when you're going to lower your body down onto the toilet, these are all exertions. I know it doesn't seem like much, but when you're moving your body in space or you're lifting up something, pushing, pulling, although in the first couple of weeks postpartum, I really counsel not to do a whole lot of 
lifting or pushing or pulling except for the baby, not even the baby in the carrier, let someone else carry the baby in the car seat. You can carry the baby, but let them do the, the whole car seat thing if you, if you can, if you have someone to help. Um, yeah, so that exhale with exertion is super key. And then the next I would say is when you're thinking about getting up out of a chair, this is something to be aware of as well. So when you sit down in a chair, you wanna sit and sit back as far as you can. So your back is even touching the back of the chair if you can when you sit down. But when you go to stand up, you cannot stand up from the back of the chair. You have to scoot your body forward to the edge of the chair. So that way your feet are closer to where your body is and so when you go to stand up, you're really just pushing up through your legs to stand up into, into standing. You're not moving your body weight from the back of the chair all the way up to the front, if that makes sense. It'll make it a lot easier and a lot less strenuous on your body in those first couple of days and weeks when you're healing. All right, what number are we on here? Okay, number eight, deep breathing. Um, so this can also help you connect to your pelvic floor. This can Help with a lot of things it can um so basically you want to connect to your pelvic floor but you also want to connect to your breath multiple times throughout the day so i usually tell people like after the baby is is latched or after the you know she's got the bottle or when you're standing um and you just changed your diaper you want to just try to stop and take a couple deep breaths and i and i want you to focus on your pelvic floor when you breathe and when you take a deep breath you want to try to see if you can feel your pelvic floor relaxing when you take a deep breath. A lot of times in those early days, there's a lot of, um, besides uh, some discomfort in the early days healing, people can get worried about prolapse or they get worried about things not being as strong as they used to, or they're just getting used to these new sensations in their body. And that can cause stress and mental stress can cause pelvic floor tension. So what I'd like to have people do is just connect your body, not by way of Kegels, but by way of deep breathing and relaxing your belly and trying to relax your pelvic floor with the inhale. And just seeing if you can feel that, you know, and just taking some deep breaths throughout the day at key times like nursing or changing a diaper when you're, you're motionless and you're, you know, especially when the diapers change, when the baby's latched, you can have a second to say, okay, let me turn my attention inward and focus on my body. Okay, number nine, talk to your loved ones. I think it's really, really helpful to share your birth story, to journal as much as you want to, or as little as you want to. If you can get a book, that'd be great. But you could also use your phone, the notes app on your phone and jot down what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I really love um, to jot down just little things that are going on with the baby, the little milestones. You could then transport it, transfer it into like a journal afterward for the child. Um, but I, the more that you can communicate what you're feeling and, and process your birth and process all the emotions that are going through you, it really, really helps. Um, so talking and journaling, I really recommend. And number 10, get outside. Now, I don't mean hiking. I don't mean going to the cafe or going to the store or anything. I'm literally talking about just getting some fresh air. Step out onto your porch, step out onto your back deck. It is so beneficial for you and your baby, both of your physiologies to be in natural light and to feel the breeze on your skin and to smell the smells and to hear the sounds, whatever it may be, especially when the baby's fussy, to be honest, but really just, 
you know, even the first couple of days, it'll help your mood. It helps the baby to recenter and to balance just to just literally stepping outside and getting some fresh air. And then as you start to heal, you're going to feel like, okay, I can, I can walk around the house more and room to room. And then as you feel better yet, you can walk to the mailbox or walk to the neighbor's house. And then the distance that you can walk will increase over time. But in the very early postpartum period, I just recommend at least step outside and get some fresh air. Now, notice I did not say Kegels. I did not mention public floor contractions. Um, you, there will be time to get to that. I really, in the first six weeks postpartum, I recommend working with a women's health occupational therapist. And if you haven't heard of them before, we recently hired one. So we have one here in Atlanta and she's amazing. We've done an Instagram live and um, I think she's gonna be on the podcast um, coming up soon. So uh, look in your area, see if you have access to a women's health occupational therapist. They can actually go to your home and they can work on all those things that um, I already listed. So they can work with your posture. They can help you um, figure out how to use the pads and how to do you know, self-care for your perineal healing, your C-section scar healing. They're fantastic. They also help with how to bond with your baby, attune with your baby and respond to their needs and bond better. So um, she's, they're just invaluable. At the six week mark or after, then I recommend getting in to see a pelvic physical therapist. What they can add to that is um, an internal pelvic floor assessment to see where your body's at with healing. We not only look just at the pelvic floor, but the whole body. And so everything and how it's interplaying and, and what your body needs for its optimal healing at that point. And then you can check back at regular intervals, whichever, however often that may be to progress things safely is key. Um, I would say in those first six weeks, you do want to avoid any um, hips over heart position. So as your uterus is healing, uh, you do not want to do bridges. You don't want to do down dog, things like that until your uterus is back in position. You've stopped bleeding and you've been cleared by the doctor at that six week mark. So that's key as well. But um, really, so I'm not mentioning Kegels because there's a time and a place for that. And it really may not be in your postpartum healing journey, especially in the beginning. It may be. So that's where working with a pelvic physical therapist before pregnancy or during pregnancy and, and postpartum is really helpful to know your body and to know what it needs. And then they can help you progress with specific exercises that are going to help you at the appropriate time. Um, you know, again, with our society, it's like everyone wants the flat stomach. They want to be taught the exercises that are going to strengthen, but you really want to consider everything that goes into that moment, right? So um, your age maybe, and your pre-pregnancy condition, your pregnancy condition before you had the baby, uh, if you're on bed rest for the last half of your pregnancy, then your body is going to be a little more deconditioned. And that's something to consider, you know, even if you were a marathon or before that. So um, there's a lot to, to take into place, you know, into consideration, I should say, your sleep and, you know, how the baby is doing, your health and your hydration and your stress level and all these things kind of take a toll on your body managing what it has to manage in order to recover. There will be time to get back to the longer walks and to get back to all the high intensity exercise, I promise you. And I really find really, really good results working with people when we take it slower initially we honor what our body is telling us 
And if it's giving you the green light to go and run it 12 weeks postpartum, awesome, right? But if it's not, I empower you to honor that and it's okay. Everyone's journey is different. And I really would love to banish this bounce back culture and restore respect for our bodies. Thank you so much. And I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Do you ever wish that you could learn the essentials of pelvic health from an experienced pelvic floor physical therapist at a fraction of the cost and from the comfort of your own home? This episode is sponsored by Progressive Pelvic Education, your source for online courses to expand your pelvic health knowledge and promote optimal wellness. Pelvic health is wealth, and there is a lot of essential information about our pelvic floor that isn't taught in school. Learn what to do and not to do to avoid the inconvenience and pain of pelvic floor issues in a self-paced course you can take anywhere. Visit courses.progressivepelviceducation.com to get access today. This content is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Please discuss any questions you may have regarding your health or medical condition with your physician or a qualified healthcare professional. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests.